Hi, and welcome to Foreign Comics Calling, the podcast for all things foreign comics related. I'm Ken, and on behalf of my co-hosts Eric, Matt and Stephen, we'd like to welcome you to another refulgent episode. Today's episode is a very special one, where we cross over with John Zercher and our very own Defiant Triple Nine CBSI Global Comic Safari YouTube channel. Thank you, John, for allowing us to be your guests. Without further ado, here's John. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a special episode of Global Comic Safari. We are doing a crossover episode. So with me, as always, is Matt Roybal. I'm John Z from comicbookinvest.com. And we've got the um, Foreign Comics Calling podcast that Matt also uh, appears on joining us tonight. So we've got Ken, hey. Eric, and Steven with us. So welcome, guys. We're gonna do a little. Welcome. We're gonna do a little bit of talking about um, some books that we we acquired and just share some some things to look at because eye candy is always fun. Um, we're gonna talk about some of the market we've seen recently, how the global comics or how the foreign comics calling podcast got together, as well as whatever else we want to wander into. So, just want to thank a few people before we get going. Um, CBSIComicBookInvest.com for uh, supporting us in all of our endeavors. So check them out. They're doing lots of great content, not with uh, modern books a little bit slow and not moving right now. There's lots of uh, archive content and lots of articles just on things you can go find when it all opens back up. I'd also like to thank our friends at Parallel Everlin in Turkey who are very supportive of us and have uh, hooked us up with some cool books that we're gonna start giving away. And uh, just, if you need something in Turkey, check them out. So guys, welcome, and uh, why don't you start out and tell us a little bit about uh, the Foreign Comics Calling podcast. Where do we start? Um, I guess I might as well quickly start with this. Um, I felt that we really, the Foreign Comics community really needed some sort of audio uh, out there. There's a few YouTube videos and stuff, but needed something. Um, to take the dreariness of the day away just orally, through your ears only. So um, I recruited the three best people that I knew. And, well, and two and Matt. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to yeah. push that. But... <laughs> I kind of just straggled along in there. So it felt bad for me. Why don't you guys tell us a little bit about how your your quick, uh, how you got into foreign comics, how long you've been in the market, and what you kind of, what's your, what's your, collecting focus yeah i can i'll start with that um yeah i first got connected through ken i discovered his website and it was a treasure trove of information you know i i grew up in the 70s 80s i collected uh you know predominantly marvel and you know i joined the foreign comics uh facebook group and uh the magazine group uh matt quickly reached out to me and you know suddenly there was this whole other community, which I thought was uh, exciting. You know, I, you know, I had collected off and on for most of my adult life, right? Um, going through phases, you know, bought some graded books, but, you know, and some new books and I would read here and there, but the childhood, the excitement that you felt as a child was kind of gone. It was more like, eh, you know, I'm, to use Matt's phrase, I'm chasing a grade on a slab, right? And 
that's not fun, right? That's not why I enjoyed comics. So with, you know, with foreign comics, this whole other world opened up about, you know, what was published where, check out the variations. Holy shit, they did this here and not there. And why is this one, Ron, and not that one? And it was this whole other excitement of discovery, right? And, you know, thanks to, you know, more uh, veterans in the community, Ken, Matt, others, uh, you know, these these worlds started opening up. And uh, Ken was the one that approached me and said, hey, would you be interested in doing a podcast? And I have no idea why he asked me. I, you know, I have a music podcast, which I do. So I don't know if that played a role, but I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. And, you know, my focus on that podcast, being a, a newer collector, is, you know, I kind of kind of learn from these guys. I'm asking questions, right? I'm playing the role of the noob, if you will, right? Which I'm completely happy to play because I'm learning tons of stuff. Um, even if I know it, I pretend I don't know it so I can ask, but that's a inside <laughs> secret. Um, and, and Steven's probably, I don't want to speak for him, but he's probably somewhere between me and them in a way. He's maybe an intermediate level collector, but you know, I think the combination of the four of us is, uh, you know, Perfect. anyone listening kind of has a hook, right? They can, you know, they can either get into it through my uh, newness to it or Matt's uh, veteran expertise in it, right? So I think uh, I think we have a good blend. Plus, Ken with his accent makes us sound like we're oh, yeah, we're it makes like you sound hot. way smarter, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it, uh, the bluff works very well. Understand. It's exotic. It's like no, it love is. it, love it. And it, it's awesome because, you, you know. You all feel like 16-year-old girls. There's that Englishman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. so, yeah, yeah, for that, sure. That's, the name, uh, that's the my, that's my intro, uh, how I would say we come together and what the Foreign Comics yeah. Calling Podcast Can is I about. Can just interject there very quickly, Eric? Yeah, because you hit the nail on the head very much so. With um, I kind of picked you, my amigo, because I wouldn't say you were a newbie. You know, you've got a massive interest in, in foreign comics. But it is a refreshing take, and I figured you'd be that refreshing guy on the, on the not starter blocks as such. But you know, you're there. You're, does that make sense? I think it does. I think. Yeah, and and Eric's got. I mean, if you if you ever want to hear a really interesting podcast, and you're into music, listen to Eric's podcast. What's uh, I forget the name of it, Eric. Pods and sods. Yep, pods and sods. Yeah. So he he brought kind of also the structure we needed. I think. I think Eric mm -hmm. brings that structure. And uh, that really helps us out. And uh, we all we all kind of add this really good chemistry. Um, and Stephen brings, you know, the the his collection of signatures and his ability to work throughout the grading companies. And I mean, we all have these these unique areas where we come at it from and combine. And I mean, the 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 audio podcast is neat also because not only do you have that, it's it can be a little bit more long form. So we can really dive deep, like just drown in the shit. Hmm. So, well, I gotta say for Stephen, the guy who does a, an audio podcast, your backdrop there is amazing. I'm very envious right now. Oh, thank you. I can't even <laughs> see it all, but I love the look of it. Yeah, that that's an amazing man cave right there, man. Yeah, uh, my entire house is a man cave, <laughs> being that I'm single, so and live by myself. Pretty much my entire house is a man cave, and because I have vaulted ceilings in my living room, I've got wall space out the gazoo so love it it's like a gallery yeah pretty much everything from sign prints to original page pieces to you know you name it 
So, so how'd you, wow. how'd you drift into the foreign market? Uh, I met Tim Bildhauser is how I got into the foreign market. Uh, when CBCS started, um, I pretty much had been with CGC for about 10 years at the time. Um, and, uh, I just decided to get in with the CBCS guys and Tim Bohauser was one of the guys, their foreign comics guy there. And through doing some shows, cause I go to tons of shows. I'm one of their approved facilitators and show booth runners. So I go to lots of the shows. So I meet all these artists and writers and celebrities and everybody else. But uh, I got to do a few shows with Tim and in the process, he started kind of introducing me into these foreign books, which up till then I'd never really even thought about or considered, you know, until he started showing me something like, what in the world is that? You know, and then, you know, he would say, oh, it's, you know, the German version of this or the French version of that. And it, and like the kid, yeah, exactly. The whole, I mean, he was reeling me in the whole time there, you know, cause that was right there. Memory. Yeah. Cause I, I was kind of at a point where like, like Eric says, big in the grading industry, big in grading books. And I was a 9.8 junkie. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was a 9.8 junkie. If it wasn't, if it got nine, six, I was pissed, you know? So, you know, I was chasing grades, chasing grades, just like Eric said. And, mm -hmm. and that's fine. If that's the way you want to collect. And I collect that. I still collect that way for the most part. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But then when I started getting introduced to foreign comics and I, I'd go to Tim and say, Oh, look at this. He'd go, yeah, that's a great book. That's a great book. And I'm like, yeah, but look at the condition, blah, 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 blah. And, and, and he would go, dude, it doesn't matter. Get the dang book. Because in the foreign market, it's a whole different animal. Yes, you can find really nice copies out there. They do exist. But generally speaking, when you're looking for the foreign books, you just can't. You, you can't. Yeah. Condition has to be the next rung down. It's more important about having a copy of the yep. book than you can work on condition later if you want for a better copy, but just get a copy of the book. Yeah. So that kind of had to change my whole thinking there, you know? So he, he finally started ingraining into me that whole concept of don't worry about condition. Mm -hmm. Just get the book. Just get the just book. Get the book. And then in my case, because I'm big on signatures, you get them signed and you're really golden regardless of the condition because most of that kind of stuff, most of the foreign books out there, there's not that many people out there trying to actively get signatures on them, get them graded and all that. That's a very small portion of the foreign grading hobby right now, which I'm, which is my primary focus for me personally. So yeah, that's kind of how I got through Tim and CBCS. That's pretty much what dragged me into it. And then of course, when I joined uh, the foreign comics Facebook groups and all that, that's where I met Matt and Ken and Eric and some of these other guys and everything. And then when I got asked to do the podcast or they were kind of throwing it out there. Hey, any of you guys interested in doing a podcast? I'm like, get me on there. I'm, I'm yeah. 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 You see the insider. That's why I wanted Steven. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. And, and, um, and you know, I'll, I'll add a little bit on that. Everyone's heard my freaking origin story. I'm not even going to go into it, but um, Ken. So Ken and I go way, way back to the beginnings, to the to the origins. But we had always talked about doing an audio podcast, but for whatever reason, we had pretty much done everything else, right, Ken? Yeah, we had done sure. a foreign, we tried to make a foreign database. We had done a website and a forum. We had, we'd done it all, except mm. an a, a actual audio podcast. 
and uh, and a YouTube show. Those were the two things that we hadn't really tried. Yeah, um, yeah. So when when Ken brought that up to me, I was like, yeah, let's do it. Like, I mean, there's a need. There's definitely people that are going to be out there wanting to listen to all this stuff. Yeah. And it's... I love social media. I love I love it for what it is. But I don't know about you guys, but I hate typing long stuff. I would rather just talk about it as if we were hanging out, drinking a beer or something. And that's what I really like about uh, the long form audio <laughs> podcast. It's a little later yeah. for Ken. Yeah, it's, it is. That's my excuse. <laughs> yeah, I'm still drunk from last night, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, remember. I think the podcast was in. Oh, I guess I'm the only one not partaking tonight. Today. Here's a virtual clink of the glass, Eric. Clink. <laughs> <laughs> no, we definitely needed to do that podcast, and obviously, yeah. like Matt was saying, we go back a long time. I think uh, it's all kind of blurred in the past now, isn't it, Matt? Yeah, I mean, we we've done a lot. We've done a lot. Done a lot. Um, you know, Ken's been around since we started the magazine. Um, you know, and there's been, I've watched a couple of YouTube shows talking about foreigns lately. And so it's starting to get on the front of kind of mainstream comic awareness. And people, you know, people have said, you know, well, it's been, I've seen, I've heard different people, different commentators talk about when they thought it started to get popular three years ago. Uh, it was around 10 years ago, but it wasn't popular. It was around this many years ago what what everyone doesn't understand is that for a while there yeah a decade ago there was this hardcore group of collectors behind the scenes at the cgc boards it was it was popular but it was popular for like this subculture that was hidden it was like under the surface of 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 mainstream comic collecting and it was really neat how all those people kind of found each other. They 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 just somehow found us. We had a there was a very popular famous thread at the CGC boards called um, "Comic Book Collecting with a Foreign Variant Focus." Um, we of course we don't use variant anymore, um, but yeah, that's really where a lot of this stuff started was behind the scenes at the CGC boards, and it might not have been popular mainstream for. But the amount of work and effort that that I'd say, how many how many hardcores would you say they're working? Maybe about 35, 40? At the moment, yeah. I mean, when we first started. When we yeah, it was about maybe 35 or 40 super hardcore guys that were all connected through there. And we were just catching out over the world, trying to find um, any little bit, any information we could. And then we started producing the magazine. And then through the magazine, because the magazine had its own website for a while and through through the magazine we started getting people and um so we it, i that when it was actually popular is a hard question for me because i don't know i i think it was more popular than people realize it was just kind of hidden would, would that be accurate ken i think so yeah Matt. yeah a lot of people still don't realize that we actually had a, a physical magazine yeah yeah i tell people that now and they're like what, what? Go, yeah we had FTC magazine and I sent them PDFs and they're like, holy shit, you guys did. And it was way back when. All right. So we wanted to maybe share some, some, some books just to show some eye candy for the audience. Cause mm -hmm. you know, that's what they really like versus our ugly mugs. So, uh, 
and you guys don't get a chance to on the a video format. So who wants to start? Yeah. How about Ken? Yeah, we'll go around. Why not? Why not start with Libra Chain? All right, Ken. What what do you, what'd you bring to show today? Well, I don't even think I've shown the guys uh, here what I've got here, but. Uh... Oh, oh nice. Oh yeah. So what what issue is out of Mystic? That is Mystic number 14, which is uh Tales to Astonish number 13, basically. That it's, is um, vibrant. That's about it's yeah, lovely. Beautiful. Thank you. See, I mean my main wow. thing is Captain America, of course, wow. but I do like to play around in the sandbox. Well, I mean you find something cool, you you just kinda gotta yeah. buy it. Yeah, yeah, and I got this for a steal. Well, honestly, <laughs> and who knows? Maybe somebody else really wants it, and they got a cap you need, and someday that well, yeah, becomes true, a true. a deal. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna have to be uh, for me to sell that. It's gonna have to be like some sort of golden age cap, I think. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's gotta be, you know. So I, 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 since we're focused on it, I really enjoy your setup. You show, showcased it the other day on uh, Facebook, I believe, and I was like, "Geez, that's awesome." Oh, thank you. And I'm yeah, I'm absolutely. I'm envious, so I'm maybe gonna gonna make, maybe steal some of that idea. Well, IKEA is your friend. Yeah, I'm, well, IKEA is behind me, but I didn't think about the shelves like that. I've never stored the oh, books. Okay, okay. Upright well, my like main, that. My main plan is uh, my room. It's gonna have like a divider. Well, I don't know whether you've heard of Calax units. Uh, they do a big five by five shelf, which is basically each each cube is like twelve inches. Yeah, so, like five at the top, five, 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 twenty-five cubes in total, and uh, all these are going to be moved into that, and then oh. all the rest of my comet, yeah, indeed, all the rest of my comet will be moved right across the way. Okay, so you're going to so, move the hardcovers into the book, the bricks, yeah. and the, keep the comics yeah. like that. I, Absolutely. I like it. Doesn't look as pretty, but it's still prettier than ugly white boxes that I have. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, not as pretty. It's not as pretty as the hardcovers across there, but you know that still looks better than white boxes piled upon themselves, like the corners of all of our rooms. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, my wife is going to hate the idea. I've already broached it. And it's already had the big thumbs down. Oh no! <laughs> well, yeah, but you know, it's basically find me some more room. Yeah. And yeah. We can't. So it, this is the way it's going to be. Hey. That sounds really hard, but you know, you can't you can't get rid of them. So it is what yeah. it is. Exactly. The wife nor the comics, though. Exactly. Yeah, you're stuck with both. <laughs> I don't know. I have a shovel. I have some quick line. Uh, yeah. <laughs> don't tell her that. It might be you, God. <laughs> yeah, you'll be the one. We'll go, what Indeed. happened to Ken? Indeed. Uh. Good job we've got hard clay soil, so it'll take a while to get that shovel through. <laughs> All right. Eric, did you bring something to share? Uh, yeah, a couple things. This, uh, this is new for me. Which is okay. uh, pretty cool. Beautiful. Nice. Beautiful. Woo. This is uh, it's funny because I don't collect keys like major keys because this is a rabbit hole to go down, right? An expensive oh. one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yes. Yeah, I sold my one eighty one a few years ago, um, but I I saw this on eBay and I couldn't pass on the price, so that's a new one for me. Which I'm. Pretty so what proud. issue number is that in La Massa? This is uh, volume three, number forty. Okay, so it's a, it's the Hulk one eighty one, just to keep your yeah. your podcast or viewers in in the loop. And the redrawn. The, yeah, the art yeah, is redrawn. Yeah, yeah. Eric, uh, what's the spine like on it? Sorry, every Lamaster I've seen. What's the spine like on it? Is it oh. quite, quite a uncut spine? Um, it's not great. 
but it's you know it's good for me i'm you know I'll like a lot worse. yeah it's not it's not a conditioning thing for me it's yeah, it's passable it's reasonable um just happy to have it uh and i got these recently which i'm pretty proud of which is uh i collect a lot of uh Black Panther, Luke Cage, things like that. So I got oh, nice. Black Panther one. I love that one. Very Kirby cool. Panther. So there's one. There's two. And these also have uh, Red Sonia and uh, Howard the Duck in them. Oh, oh neat. neat. Pretty cool. Oh, you, you got, got the... a grip. That's oh, nice. nice. I think if you wow. find Greek books, you buy them. That's, a, that's yeah. a my yep. theory. Cabana <laughs> tell us Greeks are some of the neatest Bronze Age foreign marvels in my opinion. Mm. Wow. Number seven, one of my favorite covers ever. Wow, you got a bunch of them. Jeez. And number eight, and I think that's the full run. So, uh, yeah. Nice. Up all from one uh, one dealer, thanks to uh, Chris Macro. Um, yeah, I'm real real proud of those as well. Outstanding. So. Yeah, that's a, that's a killer haul. That's lovely. Yeah. Especially yeah. when you can get that many Greeks, Eric, in one shot. Because yeah. the cabanas can be can be tough, man. I mean exactly. they, so yeah, that was smart buying that whole lot. Yeah, and yep. it wasn't crazy expensive. It was it was a reasonable price. Like I didn't, you know, you know, sometimes you buy something like, ah, I don't know that I should have spent that, but in this case I was like, Great, I'm I'm down. Because you like you just said, Matt, you could spend years probably piecing it together, but yeah. I, that all in one swoop, I was like, I'm, I'm in. Can yep. Make it. You know, yep. So. You got to do it, especially with Cabana's books, because, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. particularly, you know, and what's interesting about those books, too, is sometimes the earlier numbers in the run are easier than those later numbers. You're yeah. Like, probably a few. Can't find them. them. Yeah. yeah. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I also have a Thor one from uh, Cabana's, but this, the condition is, uh, to borrow one of Ken's phrases, quite dodgy. <laughs> nice. That's funny. Oh, God. Nice. All right, Stephen, did you bring something for us? Uh, yes, actually, a few things. Um, All right, let's see what you got. By the way, we should credit Stephen for standing up this whole time. Yeah, I'm standing right. up. Yeah. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm standing up. Getting um, a little workout with us. Yeah. Uh, a guy on Facebook in the group actually had posted some stuff. This is uh, some of the most recent stuff. Actually, the most recent thing I got is. I got off eBay and I'm still waiting for it to show up. Um, Those are the funnest. But uh, the most recent things I've gotten in, believe it or not, also fall into the Greek uh, category uh, in some in Intep Man. Mm. Um, I got this, which is of course uh, Web of Spider Man, Web of Spider Man Annual Number Two, or mm. Number One, Number One, yeah, Number One, uh, which is cool. Charles Vest cover um, and the. Part of the Craven's uh, oh, Last Hunt run. Love that. Beautiful. Craven's yeah. Last Hunt run, which is very cool. Beautiful. I love this cover. Uh, these two actually I picked up with a as a group, uh, which I only got really as a secondary thought. The main reason I was after this group was a particular book that I've been after for a few years, actually, and just hadn't found a copy. Uh, the only thing I had managed to find, because one of the things I collect is Marvel 25th Anniversary Border Covers oh, from my. November of 86. I love, all, I love all of those, and I've got tons of them signed and graded and everything, but now I'm, like, really digging into the foreign side of them. Oh, no. Uh, and for a few years now, I've had this Greek Tomos, which is sort of like their trade paperback, um, which just happened to have in it, open it up to here, 
Uh, number 452, which has right. the Marvel 25th cover and the story for it in the Tomos. But what I had been looking for for the last few years was an actual copy of the book itself. Not like the trade paperback, but the book itself. And that's what was in this group. Nice. Like Outstanding. The copy of the book itself, number 452. So beautiful. I, I've been looking for one of these for a few years, and it just happened to show up in a massive thing this guy posted uh, in Greece that had like a whole bunch of books he had spread out. I said, here's all the books I've gotten. I'm selling them as a lot. And I basically texted him and said, how about this one? <laughs> I'll take I'm, a few more for you. I'm like, the lot is great, but I don't really, I'm not really looking for all that other stuff right now. This is the one I'm looking for. And he was gracious enough to break it up a little bit and give me this and those other ones I showed you uh, as part of it, which I did just kind of make it. But those were cool books as well that I really like. And of course, with shipping, it makes it a little better because you're getting a few, at least a few things instead of just yeah, one book. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I've been looking for this right here uh, for a few years and it finally popped up in the Facebook group actually. And I was so able many, to get a copy of it. How many countries have any of those 25ths that we know of? There's tons of them. I've got, I've got, I've got uh, uh, Navarro's. Uh, I've got uh, Italian. I've got Greek, obviously. Um, French. You know, yeah, there's, there's a there, bunch. There's, Pretty there's popular then. There's a bunch or of them. In, but the thing is, is that in America, there's 29 different books. There were 29 hmm. different books that are, had those original covers. Um, if you go to Greek, let's say, if you go to Greece, they didn't do all of them. Just a couple. They may have just done a few. Like I've got one of the, one of the other Greek ones I've got is the uh, West Coast Avengers number 14 with Hawkeye. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they did that one. They did this one. I know they also did, believe it or not, um, the He-Man, Masters of the Universe. There's one of those out there. I don't have one of those yet. I'm actually looking for one. I, I found one on eBay a while back. But, man, I tell you what. When it comes to foreign books, I'm not as big on the condition. The condition isn't as big of a deal, but this one was bad. <laughs> it was a rag. Man, I was looking at pictures of it, and I'm like, man, I want that book, but man, that <laughs> no, is a that rag. One. I could clean counters with that thing, and it would still look the same. I just, <laughs> oh, man, it was terrible looking. Uh, but yeah, there's a number of different countries that do those, but each country didn't necessarily do all of them. So it's a matter of digging. This is one of the things where I'm still finding out. Yeah, I'm still, I was gonna say. I'm still finding out. Someone will post yeah. something like, "Oh, I didn't know Italians did that that particular copy," or "I didn't know that the you know the Germans did this particular copy." You know, I you know because they didn't do all of them, but I don't know which ones they did or didn't do. Yeah, it's more of a stumble into the world. Yeah, it's going to be a long journey, Stephen. You're going to yeah, keep running yeah. into them. Yeah, yeah I would, I would, let me just throw it out there on Stephen's behalf. If you see one of those, let him know. Every time I yeah. see one, I ping Stephen right away. Like, do you have this yeah. one? Uh, yeah. Just in case, you know. If you've got any of those foreign editions that have that Marvel 25th original bordering on it, the one that I just got on eBay recently that I don't actually have in hand yet is one of the German magazines, which there were oh. actually there were eight issues of. And according to Tim, all eight of them have that border around them but with different images other than the American versions. Oh, they're totally, oh, that's different, interesting. totally different cover art in their magazine format size done in Germany. And they all have that border, but it's like, it's like they were doing a magazine for this particular, like the X-Men. The one I got is the X-Men and they have X-Men stories in there, but well, here's what, you know, I think they were done in 88 or something like that. And, you know, so they're all, they've got that border, which is actually what I want. I want the border. So even yeah. though they, even though the art is not the same as the American versions, 
it's part of makes, that cover. So for me, even that's just as viable as any other, you know, Marvel 25th. So can I throw a question out there, Stephen? Does the art, uh, does the art have variant variations in it? Like some of it must have text over it must be different sizes is it inked differently uh, some you... of it is not like uh, obviously like the greek i showed you there is a little more ash canny size um mm -hmm. than it is like full comic size like the the other german one i just got is magazine size um you know stuff like that so sometimes you'll see variations in the sizing uh, sometimes you'll see variations just like just like with this one instead of the normal titling it's their titling and it kind of right. bars it you know which is normal for those actually but some of them here i'll show you another one real quick Check yeah, out does it one. have on the bottom, yeah, on the bottom right. Oh, wow. yeah. Look at this. This is Turkish. This is yeah. Turkish, yeah. And what they did here is they actually only took part. That's the, crazy. They didn't even do it on this side. They only took yeah. part. They cropped it down, and they put it on that side, and then they put the Spider-Man image on the whole darn thing, That's and then crazy. they put a little corner over here where the Hulk is. Well, it's not even <laughs> the same image. It's a completely different Spider-Man. And this is yeah. actually this is actually from uh, Marvel Tales, uh, one ninety three, I believe, which is a Marvel twenty fifth in America. This is the oh, same. Okay. This is the same image you see on that book. It's just uh, not the Spider Man. But it's formatted image. completely differently. It's not all the way around the cover. It's only okay. on part of it. You know. So yeah, there's variations like that out there. That's cool. that is cool. That's a that I love feels like, Turkish book. That feels like a rabbit hole you're going to be in a long time. Oh Probably. shit! That's a that's a journey. <laughs> I, I would I would say Stephen too. The the German guys are really good about helping people get stuff out of Germany if they need help or finding mm -hmm. stuff. So I would I would use them as a resource and see if they can find you some more of those German magazines. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely going to be on the lookout now for those other issues of the magazine. Tim told me there were eight. I think he said there were eight issues, and they all had that border. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yep, cool. Cool. All right. Um, I, I had something I'll show off. I got one thing I haven't had a chance to show yet. I picked this up on an eBay auction that I felt just went way too cheap. So I picked it up for about $20 shipped. And it's... Ah, oh, the spirit... This angle's hard. The, uh, oh, that's beautiful. Spirit 27. La which appears to... La Prenza, nice. Appears yeah. to not be in the traditional American run as a cover. Um, I don't believe so, no. I've been digging around. Let me see if I can share the screen, right? I don't know can, we just, can we just uh, accent how awesome her waist is? Look at that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> dainty. Uh, there we go. No human being that has a... a no, yeah. uh, very, I, you know, it struck me because it's the red dress. It's, you know, the, the damsel in distress. It, it looks, though, like a... Hold on. It's going to do the weird uh, dive into space thing here. Um... Looks to me like this one, which is the uh, Spirit Twenty One, and potentially just way redrawn. Are you guys seeing the image? I hope you're seeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then um, there was another image that there's a Navarro edition that's also a redraw. That yeah, definitely changed yeah. the dress yeah. color. Yeah, the dress background's color's different. different. It's, yep. The smoke's different. I mean, it's just the girl is the same. So they've they use the same outline for the Navarro, but the change the background. And I thought the spirit. Um, Try to get the right image. I, I it almost looks like sort of the same idea in the background. They've got the fight scene going on, but it's a different fight yeah. scene. So it's it's mm -hmm. very. They just stole bits and pieces and did something. It was. Uh, 
Because this little girl's on there here's got the little waist too, but not quite the same pose. And a and different knife, dress. A knife. And a knife. Yeah, yeah, so I, I don't know. I, that's the closest thing I could find in the original run. Could just be some interior art, or just could be a complete redraw. But either way, it, it caught my eyes. Very, very cool. So that's love it. Love it. And you yeah, said you got a, twenty bucks, huh? Yeah, I was like, what? Wow. What is going on? Yeah, wow. twenty bucks for a, a nice conditioned Laprenza is wonderful. A steal. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. So, Matt, did you bring anything today, or are you still yeah. locked down? I'm locked down, but I ended up. So before the lockdown, I had stuff in the mail, and and so some of it, some of it made it. Um, so, you guys know I'm a set builder, but the horror guys are just slowly breaking my trust. Yeah, I know that's <laughs> You know this is the Satanas number one, and um, it's there's no equivalent anywhere else. This was. This was, there's a, a popular artist in Mexico. His, his name was, this is his signature. His name was Santillan. And he was a satirist. Now, I've oftentimes said that I thought he was sort of like a Mexican Robert Crumb. Mm. Uh, you know, kind of talking about life in America, or but life in Mexico, and using satire to comment on that. But I, you know, whereas Robert Crumb was underground, more of an underground counterculture guy, I don't know how this guy fit within Mexican culture at the time. I know he was uh, producing a lot of different work in a lot of different places. I think he might even been an illustrator for magazines, all kinds of stuff. But this is his book, Satanas. And the interiors have um, lots of Satan in it, of course, but some uh, women and like some scenes where it looks like it's, kind of your classic Satan uh, uh, trying to tempt people to do the wrong thing, you know? Uh, but what struck me about this cover was that he drew Satan like a really nice guy. Look at that. Look at that face. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't look like the type of guy that's going to get you into trouble. I mean, no, other than the horns and the ears, but he's I mean, really got a happy face. He's got a really happy face. He, he seems very approachable. Like you could just walk up to him and go, "Hey, dude, I need some help. Would you help me?" Like this is the guy you asked to help you move. Right? <laughs> I think so, I agree with that guy. Yeah. So anyway, I, I, I saw this, and like I said, uh, the horror guys are really. I've been trying to build up this crust to keep from changing focus, but it's not working. Um, and this was a gift. I, I had forgotten this was coming. So uh, one of the guys in the group, Peter Jacow, his name is actually, though, Peter Dreskow. Um, he uh, he connected with me, and I helped him find some stuff. And, you know, like we always like to say, get him sick, which nowadays with the coronavirus going around, I don't know if that's the best metaphor. <laughs> yeah. um, but he sent – so he knew I built the Batman 423 set. And in his travels out there digitally – Peter found the Cinco, which is the Spanish Batman 423, and he sent it to me to say, hey, thanks for getting me sick, basically. Again, I don't know if that's <laughs> right. And so it was just a really wonderful gift. And so I opened it up, and I was like, man, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So, you know, not a lot of Very change. Cool. Not a lot of change from the American. Um, but I, I love it. It's still – it's a clean copy, great spine. Just a wonderful gift. Thank you, Peter, for sure. Um, so, th 
So those are my two. And right. nothing more than that, because everything else that I have is on hold until yeah. the world gets back to normal. Well, that's okay. I mean, we were discussing before the show that most of us aren't buying a ton. I mean, I'm buying stuff as as people that already have shipments on hold for me kind of say, hey, I found this. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll add that to it. But that's about all I'm doing is just padding shipments at this point. And yeah, wait. I think uh, it, and I, I think it's safe. I think it's a safer thing to do. Yeah, because who knows? Even if it if it goes through the system, it just may be backlogged so much that you're risking it getting lost, damaged, yep. or just yeah. delayed. God knows where in customs under a desk. So just exactly. kind of hang out, and uh, you know, there's there's plenty of things to be found internally too. I mean, if I see something in America, I will grab it and go. But I'm not going crazy like sometimes we are. Well, and you guys want to hear a horror story? Sure. Since we're on the topic of horror, um, so one uh, a guy from the group I don't remember his name right offhand, but he contacted me. Um, he had actually made a trade with Robert John. Yeah. And so Robert sent him uh, a Playboy, a Japanese Playboy thirty two, and a non canon Spidey. Huh. He got a message that that package had been intercepted by customs and was mm -hmm. under review. Whoa. And as we know, I don't know what it is about Canadian customs, but I think they're very aggressive. So J.F. Tremblay, who everyone should know is one of the best sourcers in the game, another old school guy in the group, he had a situation one time where he had a, a Los Hombres X1 along with a Navarro that it was, so, I don't remember the title right offhand, but it was so rare that we'd only seen two of them. It went through Canadian customs, and an asshole took a box cutter right to the box. Oh. Sliced it right down the middle, and luckily his 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 Mexican X Men one survived. But that really rare Navarro sliced right uh. through the cover. And so this guy hit me up and was like, "Is there something questionable in the Japanese Playboy?" And I said, "No." Not at all. In fact, the Japanese Playboys were pretty tame by our standards. Oh, yeah. And um, he was like, well, I heard a horror story that some manga was stopped by our customs and inspected and a guy got fined. I guess I guess they have issues with tentacle porn there in <laughs> Canada. <laughs> There's a little bit going right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> maybe they've got issues with their tentacle porn. So, you know, with their manga... So he was afraid that they were going to stop it and not let it go through. And I said, no, dude, that, that's not what I'd be worried about. What I'd be worried about is an asshole with a box cutter. Yeah. That's a horror story. So, yeah. so anyway, just on the subject of mail and why we're all trying to be extra careful. Yeah, let's, we got to be extra careful. I mean, I, I am making a purchase, a foreign purchase on local American eBay. So I think within the American mail system, I feel comfortable buying something, but out of country, not not really. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, just in general, the you know before we started recording, we were discussing uh, you know my spending has slowed down. You know, not that I'm an extravagant spender, but uh, there's uncertainty, right? So that makes yeah. it. You know, there were books that I saw that were in the two hundred dollar range that I might normally pull the trigger on, but now I'm like, ah, I should probably wait until this uh, passes just in case, right? Like I'm gonna, 
you know, I don't buy something and then, you know, suddenly be unemployed and be like, man, I wish I had yeah. back or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, yeah. So, you know, uh, and it, it's, it sucks because it's, it's on the, on the dealer side, you guys can probably speak more to this on the dealer side. They're, they're not doing conventions. Shops are closed down. So there's probably more to buy um, at a time when fewer of us are willing to buy. Yeah. Well, I, I know some people are not buying, but things that I'm seeing, uh, you know, I, I have a lot of people I know in the American market selling and buying and they're like, there's a lot of books selling. I'm not the big, big boy books as much because I think that's where the money's tied up. But a lot of the small, like 10, 20, 50, $100 books, they say are flying because I, yeah. I think people that usually were saving up for the cons and saving up to go to all these things aren't going. And they're like, well, I may as well buy yeah. the books I wanted. Um, yeah. Sitting at home on the computer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I knew yeah. that. And uh, we, were, we were talking also that, you know, we've seen some, some, pretty high sales i uh borderline record sales on some of these books i, I think probably we could call we talked about the the laprenza 180 the big booty gwen yeah 180 right not 180 180 not 181 um and robert had talked to a couple of the guys that had sold them because they were members of the group and they were best offers through ebay but uh one guy well one was one was about a 3.0 by his estimation sold for 625 Wow. And uh, the other one was a direct sale, I think, through the CGC boards or through the Facebook. was was about a, about the same grade and sold for six hundred. Um, now we know someone that paid six hundred, but his was significantly nicer. We're talking the eight nine range. Yeah. So for recorded sales that I've seen anywhere, I haven't seen anything over about three or four on that book. So it's it's moving. It's becoming a little yeah. more mainstream. I know a lot of people are kind of like, oh, I've heard of that. I've seen that. Um, we've all seen the wedding issue kind of blow up. Um, yeah. I just seen one in a while besides hearing about that Mexican group. Um, Matt had pointed out a couple that I have not been able to pull over. Sorry, Matt, I was going to do that, but you had sent that there was, uh, yeah, there was a, there was a, a big sale of, uh, Mr. Miracle one Navarro. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a rare book. Um, I'm trying to pull up the, the price that that one went for. I mean, it's, it's hard to find that book, but, um, we never expected it to hit what it hit. So it went on to eBay and it's, it's the uh, Marvilla Novaro 191. Um, and we've, it's, like I said, it's one of the rarer books. One of the reasons those, those Navarros are kind of hard to find, especially those second rate keys. I'm, I'm not dissing on Kirby or anything, but Mr. Miracle's a second, I'd say it's a more of a semi key. Um, but, uh, you know, the Mexicans were Marvel zombies. They really did not – I just don't think DC really turned them on like it did some other places. So that book is hard to find. It sold for 328 bucks on American eBay, and that is a record, I think. Uh, a lot of us were following that auction, and we thought on a good day that was a $100 book. Boom. Just 328 yeah. Well, you got um, people looking for it, and – that, you know, you only need a handful of people looking to buy, yeah. and it, then a book like that isn't going to pop up again, and they're like, or, I'm going. And two yeah. people competing for the same book. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, another record sale, the Russian bootleg Star Wars. I know a lot of people don't, yeah. probably never seen it, but um, what it is, it's the very first Star Wars in Russia, and they bootlegged the shit out of it, and they added, they made Chewie like a rat man, and they did all <laughs> kinds of crazy stuff. Um, it sold for four hundred and ninety-nine bucks. Wow. That is a record. 
I mean, even as rare as that book was, I'd never hear heard of it selling for half of a thousand dollars before. So there's there are definitely some some records uh, with some of the foreign stuff happening. It's but like we were talking about, guys. It's chaotic. It's all over the place. You got people pulling back. People. I mean, it, it's just it's a weird time, man. Unprecedented times. Right yeah, now. yeah. You've got dealers out there pushing out stuff now that they normally would have never done. Now they're pushing it out because they need money. So yep. you're seeing more of the stuff that was harder to find before, but now you're starting to see it getting exposed out there for sale. So you're yeah. seeing more stuff, but then you're having a mix between people who want it, you know, and they're willing to, you know, but in some cases they're not working like, like Eric is saying, and they're trying to be careful and they don't want to spend a lot. So the stuff isn't necessarily selling for what the dealers would originally have may have wanted, but if they're really trying to move it, you know, so, but then some people they're like, you never see this. So it's working. Yeah. And then they go after it and you get two people going after it and boom, 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 boom. So yeah. yeah. So it's, it's like Matt says, it's just chaotic. It's you all over know. the place. Yeah. You never know when you're going to see something that you haven't hardly ever, ever seen if ever. And then you, you know, you like, you want it, but you can't, you don't really want to spend the money. But then you have two people, they've got the money and they want to get it, you know, and then sometimes you can get really good deals, really, really good deals because people are willing to sell. They just want to move it because they need money. Yeah. And then sometimes you get it like this, where you get two people who have the money. They never see this. They go after it and boom. Yeah. yeah. And, then you, and then you have Ken Worthing's voice in your ear saying, if you see it, buy it. If buy you it. see it, buy it. <laughs> yeah. Ken, you, know, you, you, have, you have an angel going, but what about your job? You might lose your job. And then you have this devil. His name's Ken. Sit wearing well, a strangler shirt. On yeah, the, that's, on that's the story in that hey, going, book, right? Buy you it. Can eat, you can eat oatmeal. <laughs> That story's in that Satanist book, right, Matt? Yeah, exactly. yeah. Ken's in there wearing his strangler shirt. So I was just you looking because I, I, I track uh, LaFrenza sales just in general, just because uh -huh. of the search. And there have been so many LaFrenza books sold on eBay in the last even five days. It's insane. I mean, there was a run of the non-cannons, but we're talking just Fantastic Four stuff and, you know, all these other things. So I, there's just, it feels like more people are kind of looking for some of this stuff, whether it's just their key issues or their favorite covers or what. I mean, it's, you know, Fury issues and, uh, you know, some of, the, some of the minor key Fantastic Fours going and just X-Men, just lots of stuff selling that I used to yeah. just kind of sit, you know, you'd see all these books and be like, yeah, 40 bucks. Yeah. I might do it for 20. Now they're, they're going, they're going. Mm. Well, is that, that brings us to the question. Is there new blood in our hobby right now? Has foreign comics calling as a podcast and our YouTube show. And, you know, I've noticed that there's been a uh, uh, new, uh, you know, some of the other comic YouTube channels also have people talking about it. Is there well, new blood our in friends the hobby? And, our friends at Simple Man's Comics, who you know, or some yeah. guys we know, did a did a little. Uh, they do a three up, three down show this week. They do it every week, but they did one this week, and their one of their three ups was foreign comics, and just they're seeing yeah. all kinds of sales going, and uh, gave us massive uh, shout out. So thank you guys, and uh, we appreciate that. And you know, we've seen yeah, it on seen it on Comic Tom. We've seen it some other places. So it is gaining a little more. Talk, talk point. And with people being stuck at home more right now, I think that's adding to it because now they're they're on the web more. They're looking more. They've got more yeah. time on their hands to seek and search this stuff out. So mm. yeah, yeah, true. 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 
So, interesting. Interesting. See what happens as we keep going forward with some of this, and see what uh, time frees up, and as money gets a little freer, are those, do these prices look like a deal next year, or does it yeah. a little blip on the map because everybody had income and they're just buying something different? And we're stuck inside. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, here's, Matt, one Matt, my, uh, here's one of my rationalizations in in spending. Like I said, I've slowed down drastically, but I've, I'm also not going out to eat as much. So oh, yeah. I could free up some of that money to, uh, you know, if I was spending $200 a week to go out to eat, if I'm now spending $100 on foreign comics, I'm still netting $100. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I, I definitely know the spending on some of those those other areas are, are definitely down. And you're like, well, I'll splurge on that. <laughs> right. Treat myself. Right. No movies. Oh, nice no, the, I mean, no nothing. Yeah. 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 It's also nice to have something in the mailbox. If you're, you know, if you're isolated, you know, especially if you're alone and you know you get something in the mail and it's cool and you get to unwrap it, it's like Christmas morning, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. True. Very yeah. true. Yeah. And then you can show it off and chat it with your friends online and still all the excitement. Yeah, you can do what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man, uh, I'm just excited for the things that are coming down the pipe that I, we all have to kind of like wait for me, especially. Um, yeah, yeah, because I'm not sure whether you know, John, uh, the other three guys know that uh, I'm basically a series collector, not a, not a key collector, I'm like yeah. a run collector. So if, if a publisher puts out 250 issues, I gotta get them all. <laughs> You're just a true glutton for punishment. Just the, yeah, just so, so what, are, what is it that you buy besides Captain? Do you have a you have a certain kind of angle that you focus on? Um, that's a really good question. Um, as the other guys know, I'm really getting into the Allen class comics at the moment, mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm getting hard into that. Uh, but some of those Allen class stuff, it's an inexpensive way of getting those golden age covers for relatively. Cheap price, relatively most of them cheap. I'd say about ninety yeah. percent of them cheap. But there's that ten percent where you've got to go big to get those issues. And I've got something awaiting just in the corner. It's four issues from the Creeper Worlds run. And if I said it was something to do with Fantastic Four, you see, which is, wouldn't be not my normal thing. Yeah, it's Creepy World. It's Alan Class. I want the lot. Yeah, and I'm a greedy so and so. But know? once you get four, do you have to buy the rest? Yeah, yeah, I got a fair few, but yeah, I need those four issues, and they're on the. I have a seller who we've made a deal. So You're just yeah, waiting on the waiting on the world to free up. Yeah, and the seller understands that he's quite happy with it. So <laughs> good, cool. Good. So that's my little thing. <laughs> Tearing my for me for me, you know, and I and I mentioned the Marvel twenty fifth, but the other thing I really like in my collecting is DC mystery format books. In foreign editions, so all the stuff like Unexpected, House of Mystery, House of Secrets, Ghosts, uh, Witching Hour, any of that kind of stuff, but done in foreign editions. Any um, particular reason, or just those are things that I, I just love those books. I really just love them to death, and uh, I'm a big Bernie Wrightson fan. Neil Neil Adams, the the classic Neil Adams. Uh, you know, even uh, uh, Dominguez and those guys, Louis Dominguez, and those guys who did a lot of the covers and work and stuff in those books. They, they're just they're just awesome. I absolutely love them. And I really like it when I can find uh, those. Also, birthday books. This is the other thing that... Uh, oh, I like oh yeah. 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 I like collecting books that were published 
the month of my birth or have publishing dates of the month of my birth, which for me is June of 73. So I will look for, there's the American version of these books, which were done in June of 73. But then once you get into the foreign side of that and you're looking for these same covers of these same stories, they weren't always done in 73. You know, they were done in the 80s. They might've been done in the 90s. Who knows when they were printed in these other com countries, but there's still the foreign edition of the American <laughs> birth month books of my books. So I want them, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, like House of Mystery is 214. For me, it's 214, which has the great Bernie Wrightson cover with the, the voodoo doctor in his hand kind of coming up and the people's faces on the tips of his yeah, finger. Yeah, that's an awesome yeah, yeah, yeah. Really cool book. I've got an American Bernie sign one that I had Bernie sign himself a couple of years or so ago before he passed away. And uh, I wish he was still around because now I'm starting to find these foreign editions of these books, uh, Swedish edition and, you know, Norwegian editions and other kind of versions of it, you know, but that's another whole category there. So for me, it's like, yeah. you know, I love any DC mystery format, but I also especially love anything that's a birth month book for me. Oh God. Uh, which, could be, which could be anything DC or Marvel, you know, anything of that sort, or even Warren magazines. I mean, you name it. You guys, you guys got some hardcore sicknesses going on, man. I'm, I, I'm still mild in this book. Yeah, I think. well, yeah, and it just gets worse. Stephen, I'd like to say, um, you've had some really good luck picking up Filipinos lately, dude. Man, I found some really good. That's the other thing you, for me. Is I you've had like, some luck. I, I really do like. I've really gotten into the Filipinos here in the last five, six months, and uh, yeah, uh, those National Bookstore editions, man, they're, they're tough to find. Really nice. They're tough to find, and they're tough to find. They're yeah. tough to find, period. Um, so that those really fall into that category of once you see it, if you want it, you better get Buy it. it. As, as Ken says, because those Filipinos condition really doesn't matter because they are so hard to get your hands on. But I've been really lucky lately of getting some beautiful looking virgin yeah. copies of those where they don't have any virgin meaning. They don't have any stamps yeah, they don't have written the stamp. on them, any of that kind of stuff. They're just clean. No, nothing else stamped on them or anything like that. Um, those are even harder to come by. Um, and I have found some really beautiful looking copies of those lately. I've been real, real. Yeah, I've been real jelly watching you build that, dude. <laughs> I, I've, I've been seeing it and I've been like, man, Steven, it's like, it's like Tim Bildhauser went and just like touched himself and then just rubbed your, your head. You got some kind of, you got some kind you got some kind of lucky bastardism from him, dude. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how you did it. Dude, I'm telling you, this is what's crazy. The, the other thing we talk about with all this, with the foreign comics is sourcing and sourcing and sourcing. Some of it is just examining all the different versions of eBay that are out there, German eBay, Australian eBay, you know, Italian eBay, whatever, all these different versions of eBay where you have to kind of do a lot of uh, Google Translate and stuff to kind of work you through some of that with dealers and stuff, you know. Some of it is just having actual contacts with actual people who live in those countries you know, yeah. who can help you to find certain things. Uh, and then, but sometimes me, I, I do a little bit of that, but I also am really, really deep delving into the eBay side of things. A lot of the stuff I have found has just been, been on American eBay. eBay. Yeah. yeah, It's just been on American eBay. And it's just a matter of knowing what it is you're looking for. What is it called? How do you search it? What are the different ways you can put in yeah. to the search field to bring up the stuff that otherwise yeah. you might not see? by just typing Spider-Man, German Spider-Man. You know, you type German Spider-Man, you'll get some stuff, but there's probably a lot more on there that you're not seeing because you're not typing it out de-spinning or you're not typing out, you know, a certain, you know, there's different ways people title in their wordings for their descriptions. So you have to kind of try and mess around with a number of different ways of 
wording and stuff like that to kind of see what you can find. Yeah, yeah. especially the Philippine editions. You know, another, sure another, a, a lot of Americans tell us like they don't know that they're Philippine editions. They just right. think they're U.S. editions. Right. Yeah, because they look so similar. They almost look exactly yeah. the same, other than with some missing information at the top. And they think, well, this might have been a reprint or something like that. No, 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 no. This was not a reprint. This is a very, very hard to find book. You know. Yeah. Yeah. One of the one of the things that I found successful is. You know, if you, like Stephen says, if you are doing a targeted search and you find something, right, even if it's not the book you're looking for and you can kind of quickly identify, well, this isn't a seller I've seen a million times. I go look, you know, if they have feedback of like a hundred or something, I'm like, oh, this is a new seller. And I see what other items they have and yeah. you'll yeah. find cool stuff. And, you know, they might not describe it as a, as a professional dealer would, right. It'll say, you know lot of kids comics or something right right and you know, if you look at the picture you're like holy shit this is that wow you know and yeah you know, they, they don't yeah, necessarily a lot of times they don't even know what they have they don't even know right. what to call it yeah so, but i yeah. i find from from newer sellers you're more likely to find that you know yeah that's very true and and uh there's another interesting tip that i i think is actually the most related to the lucky bastardism that uh tim bildhauser does it's hard that we all can't do. And that's that if you think about what time it is on the other side of the world. So let's say you're looking for a Greek book. A lot of people post stuff on eBay or on their auction sites in, in the morning or at lunch or at certain times. Tim used to always say, I have some of the best luck at four o'clock in the morning, mm -hmm. three and four o'clock in the morning, three or four yeah. o'clock in the morning, yeah. because someone, let's say someone's in the Philippines and they post something, uh, on Filipino eBay, but they also click that box that lets it be international so that you find it, uh, you know, you can go into American eBay and, and look something, it'll say international sellers or whatever. Yeah, three, four o'clock in the morning might be, I don't know, you know, 10 o'clock in the Philippines. Um, so, uh, so I know that for, a, for a, a big amount of the amazing scores that Tim has found, a lot of times they're at really odd times when no one in, in America on American eBay is looking for stuff. So you have that first crack and you're yeah, able to go in there it. and yep. do it. Yep, that I is mean, very that, true. That time of the day, sort of 10 a.m. in the morning, everyone's at work. Nobody's yeah. going to be bidding. That's true too. Perfect time. Because that, that, that's true. So with a lot of – so someone in Australia or the Philippines, they have an auction on there because of the time – the auction won't end at a normal time that we're used to. It's going to end at three thirty in the morning. Yep. And you got to be a crazy, not normal, to stay up till that time to to get it. So that, yeah, looking at you, <laughs> looking at you, Stephen. So, that's so me. yeah, so that's you know that is a big part of it. There, these little tips and tricks yeah. Of, oh, yeah. of how to find that stuff on on eBay. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, anybody have anything else they want to cover? Or we uh, feel like we're going to wrap it up. Now, yeah, thanks for having us on, John. This was fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic. Awesome. Uh, you asked us what we were collecting. What are you collecting? What's what's on your uh, radar, oh, John? I am uh, I'm all over the place, man. I I I I got back into comics and then got uh, flipping modern books and then I got into Golden Age and Golden Age begat um, this and I truthfully. I, what got me is I met Matt at a show where he was, him and Tim were setting up. And then I 
somebody showed me the Crow International set, so I had to get that. And oh, then... shit. <laughs> now now I, I try and divvy my money between you know independent copper that I love, um, some golden age here and there, and then whatever foreign kind of catches me is sparkly. You know, that spirit, I wasn't looking for it. It just happened to show up in another search. Um, I, I just kind of grab what, what pops up and is interesting. I mean, I, if you, I, I, I do know, that a lot. I do these, that a lot as well. Yeah. My, yeah. my my cues out there in space. Sometimes it's something that Matt saw and's like, "Hey, you might want that." I'm like, "All right." And then they say, "What? Do you want this too?" I'm like, "Okay." And next thing you know, I just got a pile of interesting stuff. That that's where I'm at. And sometimes you get it all, and then you then you work through. Okay, this is what I really want. Um, I definitely went really hard on the non cannons early on, and now I'm kind of. I've lost steam on that run because I think it, I'm priced out of that market. So I may just sit and call that a done collection for now. Right. Well, and a lot of those later ones, John, they're just not coming up. Like mm -hmm. you've got all John's got like yeah. a freaking short box of those non cannons. But the problem with that non cannon run, if you're trying to build it, is those later issues are a fucking bitch. You yeah, can't, got, they're so hard to find. I got 182. I haven't seen anything past it. I'm missing a big chunk in the 170. So. Yeah, they're just harder to come across. The early way ones just be way more often. So, all right. Well, thanks everybody for coming on. Check out yeah. the gentlemen on Foreign Comics Calling podcasts. Uh, they'll they'll have an edition of this running. And uh, thank you Very all. Shortly. And uh, this was we'll fun, be guys. Back with you soon. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, John. Thank you so much, John. And thank else. you.